Welcome fellow human beings to a chemist's paradise. Before I start off with today's episode, I would like to apologize for the delay in uploading this one. As I mentioned before, I'm a student and I had my exams last week along with a couple of assignments to submit. So let's get back to the good stuff. On today's episode, I'll be talking about the spectroscopy and various spectroscopic techniques. From a very young age, we all have been learning about light, optics, spectrum, etc. A spectrum in simple words is what you get when you split white light into its components. You get vibgeor, which is violet, indigo, blue, green, yellow, orange and red. This is the case when we talk about the visible spectrum, which is from about 400 nanometers to about 800 nanometers. This is the range of light that we as humans can observe with our own eyes. There are ranges before and after the visible range because light is an electromagnetic radiation. It has both electrical and magnetic component which travels in the same direction but perpendicular to each other. This arrangement of electromagnetic radiation in their increasing order of frequency is called electromagnetic spectrum. The spectrum includes radio waves which has the lowest frequency and then it has microwaves, infrared radiation, visible range that I was talking about, ultraviolet radiation, then we have x-rays and gamma rays. Gamma rays have the highest frequency. Spectroscopy deals with the study of interaction between matter and light. This is the most basic definition of spectroscopy. Now let's see how the mechanism of spectroscopy works. Atomic and molecular systems exist in a very stable state where they are quite happy without any external changes. But when these systems are irradiated with a particular electromagnetic radiation, the electrons in these atoms or molecules get excited to their highest energy level on absorption of that particular radiation. Then comes back to their stable state by releasing the absorbed energy. It's just like a ball which is thrown up in the sky and it comes back to your hand once all the energy is used up. There are other changes that are possible for a molecular system on electromagnetic interaction. It could be a change where the particular radiation makes the bones between two molecules vibrate or bones between the molecules vibrate or you can even rotate the bones within a molecule. These changes are measured using spectroscopic techniques to study the type of substance as well as to know how much of that substance is present. A bit of history. In 1800, William Herschel noticed that light passing through a colored filter would transfer different amounts of heat. This led to an amazing experiment which was designed to determine the energy of different colors. He placed thermometers across the color of the spectrum and observed the changes in temperature. The experiment led to an unexpected discovery. Herschel noticed that the highest temperature was beyond red where there was no visible light. He went on to find these heat rays as he mentioned before. He found out that it just behaved in the same manner as visible light. It was transmitted, reflected and absorbed. This portion of spectrum was then defined as infrared, which means below red. One year later, Joan Ritter discovered more visible light on the violet side of a rainbow and he found that photographic paper which is exposed to a rainbow will darken towards the violet light. This was due to the ultraviolet radiation and ultraviolet radiation is responsible for the burns we experience when our skin is exposed to direct sunlight. Sir Isaac Newton is traditionally considered as the founder of spectroscopy, but there are other scientists who improved upon these techniques. During the early 1800s, Joseph von Fraunhofer conducted experiments with dispersive spectrophotometers that enabled spectroscopy to be more precise and quantitative scientific technique. Since then, spectroscopy has played and continues to play a significant role in chemistry, physics and astronomy. 
Yes, you might be thinking how spectroscopy is utilized in astronomy. Well, the Hubble Space Telescope, for example, uses multiple spectroscopy measurements to form images of outer space. The electromagnetic waves from space are detected using spectroscopic detectors on this telescope and it is used to map the cosmos as we know it. Calorimetry is considered to be the primitive version of spectroscopic technique, which basically measures the ability of a substance to absorb light from a visible source. The modern spectroscopic techniques like the ultraviolet visible spectrophotometry uses principle of Beer-Lambert's law which draws the relation between the absorbance and the concentration of a substance as well as the path length traveled by the light. For those who are more interested in understanding what Beer-Lambert's law is, you can look it up online. It's uh, very basic and it's easy to understand. Coming back to ultraviolet visible spectrophotometry, as the name suggests, UV-vis spectrophotometry can detect substances which absorbs light from the ultraviolet region. These substances are colorless to human perception. Another example for a spectroscopic technique would be the atomic absorption spectroscopy, where a substance is broken down to the atomic level using flame or a graphite furnace and the spectroscopic signature of these atoms are studied. It is mainly used for heavy metal detection in soil or in mining field. Another important spectroscopic technique is infrared spectroscopy, which uses the infrared radiation to vibrate the bonds between molecules to give out a form of a molecular fingerprint of that substance, which is used for the structural elucidation. Nowadays, infrared spectroscopy is utilized in conjugation with a mathematical function called Fourier transformations in order to give the spectra in a much better fashion by combining and splitting signals of the spectra using functions to scan over the entire spectrum. There are various other spectroscopic techniques which are much more complicated like nuclear magnetic resonance spectroscopy which is NMR spectroscopy and then we have Raman spectroscopy. Those who are interested can look up these techniques. It's super potent stuff and really good for structural elucidation of organic chemical compounds. The major application of spectroscopic techniques are for qualitative analysis that is to help you understand what the substance is and then we have quantitative analysis to understand how much of the substance is present used for comparison of a standard with a sample by comparing the spectrum. Then we have structural elucidation of substances that to find out how a chemical substance is arranged in the atomic level and information regarding the various bonds present. Spectroscopy is a very very vast subject and to study everything about spectroscopy and interpretation of the spectrum will take a good chunk of your life. Well that will be it for today's episode. Hope that all of you found this episode interesting. Have a splendid time learning new stuff. Goodbye.